What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. My name is Harrison, Worship Arts Director at Lake Forest Huntersville. And this is pre-beach vacation Mike <laughs> Moses, lead pastor, uh, ready for Nag's Head for our annual trip. All the kids, the grand dog, and my mom will converge on Nag's Head. So pre-vacation, Mike, to, so today for the podcast, you'll still be really agitated and snappy still and when you get back exactly the, the way you, when you get back from the beach you're be like bro what's up bro so, chill man whatever man whatever <laughs> um today uh our our primary content i am going to share with you some thoughts that i had after my beloved pet of my whole life died a few years ago let's share you some thoughts it's a common experience uh that most people have uh, many people have had, and I hope there's some helpful thoughts for you. Uh, but before that, we had a fun Sunday right smack in the middle of July two days ago. Yeah, we did. It was fun. We had a, a guest artist drop in for for a Sunday morning, and uh, Cindy Morgan, uh, who is fantastic, uh, longtime uh, Christian music, and on the uh, you know even on the fringe on the outside of that are just. Music that's just music that that uh, mm-hmm. is just really good stuff. So it was awesome. I look okay. So in case I had to introduce her on Sunday because yeah. I wasn't sure, <laughs> you did it. Um, I I looked up her Wikipedia page and was impressed all over again. <laughs> um, you know, thirteen Dove Awards, but uh, but the album cover her, her she her breakout was nineteen ninety two, and I forget the name of the album, and she was like pure. Uh, whatever you would call the cutting edge Christian contemporary rock or or pop at that time, and she had the look and the album cover was just so cutting edge early nineties. Right. It, ju- it just cracked me up because she's so at whatever point in the after the year two thousand, at some point she just sunk down into her roots of Americana gospel roots music. Uh, and that's the only way I've known her, mm-hmm. dude. She was a rock star <laughs> for real, and she looked like it, it was funny. for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 neat thing is, and Mike, you and I were texting a little bit even on Sunday Sunday afternoon. Um, and Mike asked me, you know, is she doing this? Go to different churches, do her book, you know, or like House of Blues, you know, lament all this stuff. And I think that um, one of the things that <clears throat> has become unique about Lake Forest is uh, figuring out how to do this, uh, bring in an artist to really give voice to uh, a, a specific, like we do with House of Blues Lament, or in, or in this case, just getting a chance to hear and share some of her heart and her songs. I don't know, we have, we've, we've turned into a pretty neat place for uh, artists to come in and just share what they do. And display... display <laughs> um, a range of artistry different than, hey, sing one solo for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, combining readings out of her the literature that she's written along with songs, sort of a soundtrack almost that she chose for that section, just opened up a, a, a wide range of the human experience in the context of worship, which is one of the things art does. Um, it, was a, it was a great day. She's so delightful to work with and and Harrison you make it easy 
uh, for everyone by not really being the diva that I made fun of you <laughs> jokingly because nobody believed me on uh, our last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you were such a gracious host, and our band just uh, uh, played around her and accepted direction from her. Mm-hmm. It was fun to watch the behind the scenes there. But we have some hopes for what this worship center may become in the future for this region uh, in a way that our coffee shop is now third space for uh, East Huntersville, uh, West Huntersville specifically, but also the area for businesses to have meetings here, teachers. There's a ton of, I just walked through the coffee shop, a ton of people co-working yep. right now, the school. Mm-hmm. We, we have hopes for our worship center uh, also being third space for the community as an art space in a way that it's viewed as uh, not only church. Yeah, we we really hope as we look ahead, you know, we're we're as we've been heading up to um 25th anniversary stuff here, Lake Forest Church's 25th anniversary coming here this fall. It's funny we've been spending more of that really looking forward than looking and it's fun Correct. to look back. Yeah. It's fun we to look to back. We have to make ourselves say what stories are we going to tell from yeah. the past? We're more interested in looking ahead. Yeah, and as we look ahead, one of the things that for for both Mike and I and our team around here that, that gets us excited is doing exactly that, figuring out how to how to make this space uh, even more a place uh, to, just to continue to, uh, we realize we've tapped into something with these Hope in a House of Blues of bringing in some artists with uh, even just you, you Lake Forest are a church, and I appreciate this about you, I know Mike does too, you're a church that uh, appreciates creativity yes. in in worship and and um, expressing uh, ourselves to God in new ways and, and hearing the word of God expressed to us in new ways. So we just want to continue to be a place here. And if the arrow in our minds is just, we're trying to figure out how to keep that moving up, up this way. So, yeah. yeah. And you know, as we, uh, fill up in person, part of our vision here because of acts one, eight, Jesus said, go be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jerusalem is right here, and we've committed that we will always make room for one more person here on this campus. We're, we're planting other churches. We're going to keep making room for people elsewhere. But, but as long as Huntersville's growing and God makes us a church that reaches new people, we're going to add space. And that next step of that will be wrapping our balcony. We'll probably make the stage a little smaller, Harrison. Mm -hmm. You and I talked about that recently. We'll push the Mm -hmm. under balcony out further Mm -hmm. into the lobby just to maximize worship capacity. It's just good stewardship of the square footage God's given us. And when we do that, this venue will seat a a good 30% more people. At that point, uh, I think we think we're, we're going to be praying about this, the elders, and we'll be talking with, with ministry partners. But we think then a new vision will be that our worship center be known as a, uh, a, a primary arts venue mm-hmm. that can seat up to whatever it is, 1,300 people or so, uh, and that it be used by already schools have their plays here, their graduations, sports banquets. We just love it. We just want it to be used. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, at the elder meeting last night, that we've heard this story at Lake Forest Huntersville a lot, but uh, Pastor Aaron at our elders meeting told a God story of someone who um, uh, came to church for the first time in three decades, uh, 
woke up one Sunday and a friend said, hey, why don't you, you, you've been asking a lot of spiritual questions lately. Why don't you come with me to my church today? And this woman said, you know what? I do want to go to church today. I haven't, I I gave up Hmm. on that a long time ago, but I'm not going to go to yours. I'm going to go to the one where I've been, uh, I've been meeting a friend at a coffee shop and talking about Lake Forest Westlake. And she came, she had a Holy Spirit experience and uh, an elder met her afterward, and because of what she shared of what God did in her life in that one hour, uh, brought her to Aaron. And and uh, anyway, the story goes on from there. But that's a a, a reason hmm. for being third space that the community flows through for various positive cultural purposes, like our coffee shop, uh, uh, de-weirding church space for people who've given up on church but not on God so that when God stirs in their soul, and that's a work of God, not us. Mm-hmm. They are like, we, like we, we, I trust that other churches are, but we know we're a church who's thinking about that person every Sunday. We think about them every week, believing God, that God will bring someone who's hungry for him and that we'll get to slowly introduce to Jesus. So that would be the the big idea, purpose of an arts venue, which we're experimenting with also this fall. Yeah, we have Mac Powell and friends come in. Um, Many of you have probably already heard about that. But yeah, this is us trying to just go ahead and lean it. This this will be along with uh, a few years ago, we hosted uh, a live podcast by Annie Downs. But but this, I think we're expecting... Who was a... Big influencer I, that we yeah. learned about, yeah. through hosting her. But uh, we're we're definitely expecting um, this to. I would I would say this is the <clears throat> probably the biggest event we've tried to host. We will here, find out so. exactly how many people we can cram in that room. <laughs> That's we exactly can't always right. count them all at the biggest Easter and Christmas Eve services because it's pandemonium. But uh, we're going to find that out uh, when Mac Powell and friends comes. So. Uh, but uh, we look forward to that. It's already a high-quality environment. When we wrap the balcony, upgrade a little more tech, uh, mm-hmm. it will be this high-quality but super old-school intimate environment. And I uh, just look forward to so that we can continue to serve one more person here in our Jerusalem every Sunday and throughout the week. Yep. yep. Um, so... Our pastors have been invited to, I don't know how many of you get the Lake Norman Citizen newspaper uh, thrown into your driveway once a week. We do in my neighborhood. Do you in your neighborhood? I'm not sure. I don't. Really? I, I haven't seen it in ours, but it may just be because I haven't clicked a button to opt into that. No, there's no button. It just comes. Oh, it yeah. just shows up to everyone in my neighborhood. Hmm. So I, I, it's, I don't know who gets this and who doesn't, but they're all, it's, I recommend it because it's local news. They report on what's decisions at all the Lake Norman area town boards. <clears throat> Moores, Huntersville, Cornelius, Davidson, Mooresville, Denver is gen, is kind of the coverage area. Local, you know, high school sports and cool. uh, local news and and new businesses that open. I, I read it because I want to know my parish, uh, where, where our people live. I, I want to be up on things. But they uh, they have a um, a weekly faith column, and they've asked um, for the Lake Forest pastors to write one article per month. Uh, and so last night I finished. I came home from that elder meeting. It was late, and I had an email from the editor saying, "Hey, 
it's the third Monday of the month and we didn't get an article from you or one of your pastors by noon. What's up? And we need something by 8 a.m. And I realized that was my fault. I had only scheduled it out through June and we hadn't looked ahead and thought about that. So we'll correct that. And I just wrote back because the editor's a friend of mine and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I will find something I've written and polish it up for you and get it to you. So I, I, I emailed it back at 11:30 last night, uh, and it'll so it'll be in this week's uh, Citizen. But it's something that I wrote uh, in 2016 that um, back when I used to blog. Um, that it is something that um, I don't know. Maybe the highest number of people ever said they found helpful and touching, and it was about. The aftermath of losing my beloved dog Copper Moses, Copper <laughs> my Moses. Brittany Spaniel, mm-hmm. uh, love Copper Moses, and I th- it's been quite some time, and I thought um, I would read it to you all today. You, you, almost every American either grew up with a pet, has a beloved childhood pet, maybe hamster. <laughs> they don't live very long. It's hard to grow overly attached to them. Um, A beloved pet of some sort, uh, you may have one now that you or your children cherish. And, you know, God has so ordained it that the the seasons, the years of of most mammals' lives are much shorter than those of Homo sapiens. There are a few that are longer. What what animals live longer than humans? Like whales? Yeah, bigger... Bigger ones, tortoises, turtles. On the yeah, they live a long time. Tortoises, Tor- not turtles. Tortoise, tortoises <laughs> on the Galapagos <laughs> Islands. Uh, so there's, you know, some, but, but but the types of animals. I think horses might be the pet that has the closest lifespan to a human. Maybe, um, um, uh, but our, you know, cats live longer than dogs. Uh, dogs live longer than gerbils and mm-hmm. hamsters and things, but. God has so ordained it, according to Ecclesiastes 4, that there's a season for everything under the sun. Hmm. Everything has a season, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and some are shorter than others. And we, our life is unhappy if we spend it raging against the seasonality of things, including our own lives and the lives of friends and family members. And we're not in charge of whether we get to enjoy for ourselves or our pet or, or our job, any certain job, whether it, it extends to the length of season that we wish for it to have, we are not in charge of that. And um, uh, God's good nature and God's providence over all things um, governs that. And so I was, that's what I grappled with most in losing copper. I didn't realize how close and constant of a companion Copper was, that I spent more time with Copper than any other being. And uh, Copper liked me more than anyone else. <laughs> and that I miss that, honestly. Angie misses the role of Copper Moses every day when I would come home from work. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Can I lick you? Can I? Oh, I love you. I miss you so much. It just, you know, it saved <clears throat> Angie some extra labor um, in in giving me all the affirmation that, that it takes for me to live my life. Yeah. It's inordinate, Harrison. Um, it, it's outsized. And that's a role that Copper Moses played in a good way, right? Mm. So uh, 
did you have a beloved pet growing up? Yeah, we had uh, we had a, a couple of <clears throat> when I was in my middle high school days. We had uh, a beagle, and that beagle had puppies, and we kept one. So we had a uh, a mom and daughter okay. beagles who you know, uh, like our current dog now. We we loved and also had her quirks of just annoyance. But it's one of those where <laughs> if anyone else was to make fun of that dog. Yeah, back off. We can make fun of our dog for stealing an entire pizza off the counter and eating it before we had a chance to. But you, you may not do that. I have, um, I've reflected on this. The only time I, I dabbled in writing poetry was a bunch of years ago, and I stopped. Um, it's not a talent of mine. But I was, I, I, I was reflect. I was with Copper in the mountains, just the two of us, on one of my prayer retreats, and I was contemplating the interspecies friendship. What the just the the wonder of that? This is this is something else God created that is a, a mystery and a wonder and real. And I was just playing around trying to understand it and explore the depths of it. Um, but I do believe that in my friendship with Copper, to me, I think likely approximated the close closest that I'll ever be, and and maybe similar to what all many of us have experienced the closest to maybe original intent in the garden of relationship of humans to other soulish creatures in Genesis uh, uh, 1 2 3 uh, mammals are called soulish creatures so there's there's a kinship mm-hmm. they're not human they're not in the image of God but there's a kinship there to be called soulish. That's a great mystery in and of itself. But but that word tells me a lot about why my sense of kinship to copper and companionship mm. was real and not mere <clears throat> sentimentality. Uh, so without further ado, here's what I wrote. Um, I think I wrote it the second day after copper died. And the title of this piece is, I Buried My Dog Copper Yesterday, The Eager Dog. I want to share with you a good grace in my life. I buried my dog Copper Moses yesterday evening. Many of you have grieved a beloved pet. Some of you see it in coming years. This was hard for me. My Christmas Eve sermon this year highlighted my constant companion, Copper, with a picture on the screen of her, and I showed her bowl as a modern-day, quote, animal food dish, which is what a manger is in the Christmas story. Five days later, I learned that in addition to her advanced age of 14 and a half years, she had a cancerous tumor filling 25% of her lungs. The boys, Angie and I, spent the boys' winter break home from college, beginning to say goodbye to one of God's best gifts to us. I didn't tell many people because even I need privacy now and then. Lately, her periodic struggles to breathe and other problems peaked, and her vet and I decided it's time. I started feeding her Big Macs that week. Midday Tuesday, my compassionate veterinary doctor sat on the floor, cradling Copper along with me, and Copper went to final sleep and entered whatever intermediate rest is reserved for soulish creatures. That word the Bible uses for mammals at the dawn of creation. She is now resting before the restoration of all things, quote-unquote, in Peter's sermon 
uh, on the day of Pentecost. I know not what her lot will be on that great day, but I know she's covered by that biblical phrase, all things. Before the end, I was ministered to by Lake Forest Church. The veterinary assistant was a 20-something young woman who grew up at Lake Forest. She paid special attention to Copper when I boarded Copper there uh, and tended over her the past year. So this young woman scheduled herself to help the doctor this day for this task. task. She asked for time alone with me and Copper and said, Would you like for us to pray? I nodded yes and began to pray in grief-cracked voice. Alyssa stopped me. No, no, no. You often pray for others. This is my time to pray for you. And she prayed the most dear prayer for me, for our family, for Copper, and glorifying God for all of his good gifts. The cardboard coffin was loaded into my car, and I made a beeline for the place Copper and I shared together alone most often, Windy Ridge, my parents' 1890s Virginia farmhouse on the Blue Ridge Parkway where I go monthly for sermon writing, prayer, and reflection. My car did not smell good as I drove northward, subtracting from any romantic notions I had. I selected a spot along one of our favorite walks for her burial site and started to dig. Deep, wide, and long was the cardboard coffin, so the task was appropriately arduous. Nor did I want wild animals to dig her remains up. The weather was deep fog with occasional rain matching my gray mood. Perfect. I could not tell when the fogging of my glasses was from external moisture or my grateful tears. At seven in the evening, I laid her to rest in the dark, placed her leash and a few other tokens in with her, and covered Copper's body over with the soil of our traversing. Then the rain began in earnest and continued all night perfect. Even the lead pastor, denominational moderator, and normal Lake Norman dude has to do this, has need to do this once in a great while. I canceled everything for the next two days. Some life moments are too great to just move on in normalcy. I needed to just be and to reflect in honor of the completion of this great gift I had been given. Last night and into today, I sat by the fire and found comfort in the following several ways. Psalms 145 through 150. These psalms are pure praises to God, such as this, quote, here are several quotes. Everything you have made pleases you. Comprehending your blessings, we sing for joy upon our beds. All you have made praise you, end of quote. I listened to these six psalms read aloud over and over on my Bible app. Wow. My thankfulness to God for Copper Moses is set in an even grander landscape of praise. I am thankful for the good gift of Copper for almost 15 years. God is good and sovereign. Life is so good. And I am okay with God's decrees, which includes endings. I also was comforted writing down favorite memories of Copper. And finally, by reading and almost memorizing the poem titled The Eager Dog by Wendell Berry, an American intellectual, agrarian, some say hippie, and Christian. He gives intellectual backup to movements today to live and eat and work close to the land, etc. 
He's a creation-affirming man, poet, and Christian. Here's one of his poems written on a Sunday that I read and reread today. It fits me in copper, especially our best times at Windy Ridge. And friends, I'll, I'll end today's podcast by reading the poem The Eager Dog by Wendell Berry. The eager dog lies strange and still, who roamed the woods with me. Then while I stood or climbed the hill or sat under a tree, awaiting what more time might say, he thrashed in undergrowth, pursuing what he scared away, made ruckus for us both. He's dead. I go more quiet now. Stillness added to me by time and sorrow, mortal law by loss of company. That his new absence has made new. Though it must come by doom, this quiet comes by kindness too and brings me nearer home. For as I walk the wooded land, the morning of God's mercy, beyond the work of mortal hand, seen by more than I see, the quiet deer look up and wait, held still and quick of grace. And I wait, stop footstep and thought. We stand here face to face. Thank you.